OMG, what a special day. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, here at Behavior Bitches Podcast, Liat and I want to wish you the happiest of holidays and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We have something super special happening over at studynotesaba.com. We are doing a sale December 26th and December 27th called NCR. That's non-contingent reinforcement. Just because we love you so much that we're giving you 15% off our entire site with the code LOVENCR. So two days only, December 26th and 27th, go over to www.studynotesaba.com and get all your merch and mocks and anything you need to help you pass the exam. Love you, mean it. The NCR sale excludes the live collective and video bundles. Study notes, ABA. ABA and a little X rated away. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. And we are here with episode 155. Take it away. 155. You give me $500, I'll look you in the eye. Ooh, okay. That's not as exciting as it can go. All right, and that's all I had. All right, so one, five, five. My brain on the spot can't really think. I've had a long night. Oh, we've been sick for the week. But today's podcast I'm very excited about, and we spoke with this guest a minute ago, like a long minute ago, mm-hmm. and it's finally happening. And this was a topic that I came to Casey with at one point, and I was like, we have to do this topic. So we're about to get to it. But before we do that, we must get some positive reinforcement for ourselves to keep going. Yes. Okay. So thank you guys for sending in reviews. It means the world and keep them coming. BCBAK, fun and relatable. The podcast has given me something real and relatable to listen to. It's my fun ABA podcast that I can throw on when I need some laughs or cheering up. I love listening to you all and I feel like I'm talking to a friend. Well, thank you, Kay. It means the world to us that you went on and took the time the response effort to leave this so this is a recent one so thank you so be like k yeah okay (laughs) behavior robot 2.0 here today's behavior principles are mo's reinforcers functions of behavior response effort control power now back to the show. All right. So today our guest is actually going to be a guest who is kept anonymous. The different things we'll be saying about the guest are true, like where they, what they do, where they are in the field, um, exciting news that just happened for this individual. So about our anonymous guest, we are going just for name's purpose. I'm going to call her Jan. Uh, All right. Jan? Jan or Jackie? What do you want your unanimous name to be? <laughs> what <laughs> are the J's? <laughs> what about... Um, Jessica? <laughs> no. What about um, Lucy? Okay. I'll be Lucy. Okay. I like Lucy. Let's do that. Lucy's cootie. All right. So Lucy, our guest today, we met her when she was an RBT. And we introduced, like, we had a conversation about this topic that Liat was really wanting to have someone on for. You know, Liat loves these topics. When we get to it, you'll know what we mean. 
But the other part of Lucy that I want to talk about first is that she passed her exam. (laughs) And Lucy, take it away. Why did you pass your exam? Um, Because of you bitches. You guys helped me so much. So I originally started studying in the summer. Um, I bought your one month bundle pack. Um, So I did the cram for one month. And then at the end of it, you guys released uh, beta testing for your new videos. And so I was lucky enough to be in that group. And so I really just got to hear all the information from you guys two different ways, which was incredible. Um, the homework in the beta app was so helpful. And yeah, I passed my exam on the first try. It was incredible. Um, that was a couple months ago now. And I owe a lot of it to you. I heard your voices for like three hours a day, every day for two months. And, <laughs> and we're back. What do you Just Just a little bit about if anyone's wondering like what this beta is. Yeah. It's called it's funny because we keep still calling it the beta just <laughs> because it's beta because uh, they were our testers. Yeah. We, um, Casey and I created these videos. Um, we got them professionally recorded. And I mean, the amount of effort we put into these videos, we did about, what was it? Probably 80 hours. 80 hours of recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with like lights in your face with a professional recorder, Rhino, amazing. Daily BA, shout out. Thank you. We spent a lot of time together. We wanted to up the study prep game from just us being on Zoom with like random faces that are like farting and like peeing in the background because that's what usually happens on Zoom to like a background, like professional um, with same style of taking notes with you guys. The cameras are angled at like five different angles. So at all times you could see the notes on the screen clearly. And we have like funny like bloopers, intros, kind of like the shameless TV show, like what you're expecting or what you missed last time. So we have like skits and it just makes it really interactive and you get to know us a lot better. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, those are going to be released soon in January. It New really year. like shows our true personality. Yeah. Um, a lot of like the little back and forth that we have. Absolutely. Like, you don't see because when you're watching the current ones a lot of times we're not together and we're also in different places but when we're together in the same place it's like oh Casey burped oh Casey farted (laughs) started yeah (laughs) it's great teaching next to each other (laughs) yeah so anyways thank you so much for a being a part of it and passing your test so we have a good pass rate. (laughs) (laughs) we really wanted to see how the video the feedback before we put it out there we also want to once and for all get a pass rate Mm -hmm. so um and this is we've been really trying to keep all the extraneous variables out of it and Mm -hmm. because you know usually to get like a passing rate if people are not like solely using it's hard to like figuring out so we're excited for that um you're one of the first people who tested so you started us off with a bang oh she was a badass she was like can i still do it if i'm testing in like less than a month i'm like if you could (laughs) make me do it and she was like done I'm like, okay. And yeah. I'd already met you, so I, I felt confident that you were responsible enough to do that. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I Okay. I am curious. I have a question. So when those videos are released in January, will that be the collective that people sign up for? Or are you still doing the Zoom meetings? Good question. Good so, question. We're so in between that. So it we'll, still, we're going to keep some live. We're, we'll keep live. So by the way, this beta, it's still our... 20 classes of everything you need to know for the test. So for anyone listening, we're calling it beta, but it still is our, it's the collective. 
it was called beta because you were a tester. Um, it is our collective. It's definitely going to be our video bundles. Um, we've been talking back and forth about um, if that becomes like the new collective someone watches. And then we have like live um, office hours office hours, or like, you know, like in a big university, like strike 101 class, then you go have your time with like the a teachers. TA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Of the homework and stuff. But I will say for anyone listening, we are still going to be doing at least three more collectives live, like for the next year. So we start the next one, January 8th. I do know, and I got a lot of feedback in class last night that people, the accountability of coming and being there, they said that like, I have a mix. Some people love the recordings. That's great. Some people want to know that they're showing up and that the teachers are, you know, there and they can ask questions live. Um, so it's a mix. Where I think we're just figuring it out, but definitely we're going to still have like next year are still same cycles of live. So, and then we'll figure out. Get in while it's hot. Yes. Get it hot. Eight. Sign up. All right. So can we get into today's episode? Yeah, dude, go. <laughs> so a little bit of a background as to like why I wanted to do this episode. Random fact about me. Any subject that I think be interesting in any regard or like if I hear something or I watch a TV show, I automatically go dig deeper. So I am I was in a Facebook group because I started finding out about this. I don't even know how. And it was like and I have to be honest with you. The more I've been thinking about this and heard her story, it's shocking that I didn't do this. And I'm pissed at myself. <laughs> no, I'm like literally like, I wasted all the sex I had for free. <laughs> like, I could have like paid my way through college. Well, so anyone listening, like just lesson. <laughs> just, then you can see where we're getting to. So yeah. anyways, I was in this Facebook group and like I am... If someone were to go through the groups of Facebook that I'm in, they'd be like, what? Okay. So I'm in like support of an individual family member with bipolar. I'm in this. I don't have a family member with bipolar, but I'm still in it. I'm in the lupus groups. I'm in the PCOS groups for when Casey was dealing with that. <laughs> My friend has like some like random autoimmune thing like called Parson Turner. I'm in that group. I don't know. I'm in any group because I start like going down a rabbit hole. Anyway, so this specific group was for sugar babies uh sugar babies oops we don't have an operational definition <laughs> can you give us here we go i usually have it written down here can you give us an operational definition of what a sugar baby is okay i would say the operational definition of a sugar baby is someone who willingly has sex for money i think it's usually money um and yeah, right could it be also like dates or pictures or yeah absolutely i guess it's more of a trade-off um yeah. it's yeah it's a mutual relationship and one person is benefiting from love affection and attention the other person is benefiting from money <laughs> so you were a sugar baby I was. I started doing sex work when I was 20, and I did it for about a year and a half. Um, I was getting my undergrad in psychology at the time. I was working as an RBT, making like seven sixty an hour or something. Like, it was really crazy. And I, 
I just had the opportunity fall into my hands and I said, why not? <laughs> and so it was really the opportunity, opportunity falling into your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How does that happen? Um, so I had a friend and she, she was actually in RBT with me and she told me about this guy who was like a mutual friend. She'd met a few times and she had been sending him pictures, like nude pictures, and he was paying her for them. And so I was like, you know, if he wants some more pictures, I and this have is like of... for OnlyFans, right? Yeah. Yeah, for maybe. sure. Yeah. It maybe like when OnlyFans was just like a baby. starting. Yeah. 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 But I think that's an interesting topic too, because OnlyFans is a little more impersonal, I believe. Like I think some people really like that connection like being able to text back and forth and like ask for certain things and I, maybe even some of the power of it um that's of being able to was, that's kind of what i was wondering i was like did the only fans kill this industry or no i would say no no yeah. i don't think so i mean i also am thinking about just like regular porn let's say i mean granted you can't hook up with them or like but it's like i mean that's interesting looking at the function of power also of like Look, I have the power to ask this person to do what I want. Yeah. And also the power of the sugar baby to be like, yeah, you want a picture of me nude? It's $5,000 or whatever it is, you know? Like, right. you want to go out to the casino? That's this amount of money. Like, mm-hmm. it appealing to have that power. Yeah, it was definitely appealing because before, so it started as me just sending pictures, I would get maybe like four or $500 for a handful of pictures. And, you know, I'm never putting my face in it. I was being really safe. And then he decided he did want to meet up. He wanted to go to the casino and like, you know, it's one of those casinos that has the gambling and then it has the hotel on top. So there's the room right there. Um, but yeah, I was definitely able to name my price. Like I was able to intrigue him a little bit and then, the power shifted to me, which was really nice. And I think that that's what I liked about it was I didn't ever feel like I was being controlled by this guy. I didn't feel like he had the power. It was truly all me. And so I think that's why the experience was really special to me because I empowered myself and I did things that some people would think is like really gross and disgusting and like not powerful, but it's just a different perspective and that's okay. Well, I'm, like, I was going to say, how many people do this, like, meet up with a guy and, like, regretfully have, like, a one-night stand, right? It's like, no, I'm actually contro- taking back the power and making it work for me, what I need. Like, you said you were in school. Like, I'm sure that money was a big motivating factor, right? So can we actually, speaking of that, can we go back to, like, how did you grow up? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Not- necessarily part of it but I like I, I just always like to look at like MOs in general in terms of like okay did you come like like what kind of family did you come from like would this be frowned upon like just all those different things yeah yeah that's a great question so I came from a very poor family I grew up in poverty my whole life um it was also a very religious family so very Christian very conservative this is absolutely frowned upon <laughs> um but I I learned at a very young age that I did not want to be poor and I would work really hard to get myself out of that. And that's what I did. I started paying for everything myself. Like I never had any help. I was working like 
three jobs in my undergrad, like 70 hours a week and still like not making enough money to like go to grad school or move because I was wanting to move across country at this time to go to grad school. And so, yeah, when this opportunity came, it was it was a huge help because I so the first time I met this guy, he gave me six thousand dollars for like a couple hours of hanging out with him. And does that include sex for six thousand? Yes. Yes. I had sex. Six thousand. And yeah, so that was just a huge amount of money compared to like the $7 an hour I was making as an RBT or the like $12 an hour I was making as a manager of a store. Like it, it's just so crazy to get that much money when you're not used to it. In one so, night. Exactly. So yeah. that was super, super reinforcing to me yeah. that first time. Matching law, matching law play here, right? It's like, exactly. Well, at this job, I'm making $7 an hour. And, and busting my ass. And if I work 10 hours a day, which is over, I'm making $70. I, I don't know, seven times eight. Or $56 if you work eight hour a day. Mm-hmm. Or for these few hours, I made six grand. I mean, where do you think just looking at behavior that is gonna go. behavior goes or reinforcement flows? It's probably going to go to the 6,000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it makes you wonder, like, what I always wonder why more people don't do it. But then I start to think of the rule governed behavior that is at play. And a lot of people don't think it's okay to do this. And for really no other reason than just like rules that society has told them. Cause like it was a consensual relationship. People do this all the time. Um, so I, and my behavior is very contingency shaped. I rule governed behavior does not work for me. If you tell me a rule, I'm going to go find out myself whether like that rule is true or not. So I was told my whole life, like, you need to be abstinent. You need to wait until marriage for sex. You like, you need to have sex with men. Like, I guess I should say I'm a lesbian. (laughs) Um, So, and I was having sex with men for money. Um, But a lot of those rules just felt so heavy. And I was like, I just have to figure it out for myself. And that's what I did. Um, and I'm so glad. <laughs> so behavioral translation here, what I am hearing, correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm hearing about the MO, right? I asked about the background information because we kind of look at the MO or like, so one of the things you said, you said you grew up poor. So deprivation of money, right? So that's going to increase the value of money. I mean, everyone likes, right? Making money. I can't say everyone, obviously. But I mean, in this the, world, if you don't, like, I mean, with the cost of with the cost of yeah. like anything. Um, but with that, the fact that you said so you basically essentially deprived of money, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to become an establishing operation. It also sucks if she was like her family was very religious. And but that's my second one. Oh, OK, so yes. Yeah, so first of all, deprivation of money is going to become an establishing operation, making money even more valuable. Right. Mm-hmm. So evoke behaviors to do that, right? As well as growing up with a very strict religion, right? Like deprivation of that freedom, like of like sexuality or whatever it is that you want to do. So it, that's also going to become an establishing operation to make sex or freedom more valuable. Or control. Yep. Or control. Exactly. Deprivation of control. That's You could go a lot of angles here. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That was all at play. And it, yeah, it was just kind of the perfect combination for that behavior to happen. Like it totally makes sense. When you ask about my background, it's like, yeah, obviously I came from a poor family. Like, do you see rich people out here having sex for money? Like not very often. What are you waiting for? We have our next collective starting January 3rd. That is Wednesday night at 6.30 Central Standard Time. You need to sign up if you wanna pass your exam. We are here for you, your girls got you. We have now 24 classes, it's 12 weeks long. We meet Monday and Wednesday nights and we're gonna cover the entire fifth edition task list with real, raw and relatable examples so that you don't have to worry about anything. So head over and sign up for our live collective semester one. We cannot wait to meet you, love you, mean it. Hey guys, this is Lucy. I finished my collective with the behavior bitches and it was the best. So the collective has over 40 hours of videos and homework and readings. And I passed my test on the first exam and I really feel like I owe it all to these women. Just the, the relatable content, the funny little jokes they throw in. It is all just so great and I, I can't recommend it enough. They put all of the behavior terminology into this really easily understandable format. They make it apply to really any situation and it's the shit, it's really good. Go check it out at studynotesaba.com. I'm gonna ask my husband if I can do it. <laughs> Wait, Tim, oh, okay. Because I will tell you this, I was actually just like looking at some of our notes and like, being showed off right like as like the prize like a trophy or whatever it is like that to me would be the most enticing part of it like a guy carrying one his arm like yeah like just like the attention 100 percent the attention yeah of like you're beautiful this like feeling like they look better because i'm around them or like whatever that is and just like playing into that role and also for me i think like role playing like mm -hmm. pretending that you're like someone else to it's almost like an escape function too. Like that's interesting. Escaping your current reality and being like, I'm going out tonight and I'm Lucy from yeah from the block. <laughs> <laughs> so you go out like, would you go out with them alone or like they'd be like, oh hey, this is my girlfriend I'm bringing. Um, well, I didn't ever like meet any of his friends. Uh. I only ever met him at a casino a handful of times. What would you wear? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he would send me money and I would go shopping. <laughs> it was so fun, dude. Because I never, like, I was never a kid who got money to go to the mall. Like, I would go in, like, middle school. All my girlfriends would be given, like, 50 bucks. And my mom would drop me off at the mall and I, like, have nothing. Yeah. And so I... I <laughs> I would ask him for money. I'd be like, I need, I need a dress or I need this. And he would sometimes like give me tips on like what he likes. Or sometimes I'd be like, I'm just going to surprise you. And so I, I had so much fun going out with my girlfriends and I would take them on shopping sprees. And like, I just like, how much money would he give you shopping? Is he giving you money to go like shopping at like forever 21 or he's giving you money to go to like Saks Fifth Avenue? Um, I don't know what the Fifth Avenue is, but probably that one. He would that's give me like eight hundred dollars. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
No, it's not Forever 21. No. <laughs> no <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> side note, not anymore. Prices have gone up. I mean, even at Target. But side note, $800. That is so That's fun. a shopping spree. That is Yara. Yara. It's one time, and I have to say this story because it's relatable. My mom, I swear to God, was a sugar baby, and I didn't know it. She was married. <laughs> But there was. I love how you have these things that like come like to my head. Click like when you're doing the podcast. Yeah. Like you hear things out loud. It's like a therapy session where you're like, oh, yeah. So my mom, (laughs) I remember being like probably like 14. She was married to this old guy who was definitely not a sugar daddy because he had no money. He just got her addicted to drugs. But side note, there was this guy named People Tom. call sugar different things. Yeah. Maybe literally. <laughs> Maybe literally oxys. Um, she, I remember this now and it's clicking. There was this guy, like an older white guy, and his name was Tom. And I had no idea what was going on. But one day, my mom was like, oh, we're going to go to the the like main mall, which is like the big mall. We never went to that mall. That was like rich mall. And she's like, we were at the, I think it was a cheesecake factory. And she, there was this guy there and she's like, we're going to have lunch. And my sister and I were like, okay. And he gave us $100. And I felt probably like you did. We were like, that did not happen. There was no, you were like, I was lucky. Was it like $5 to F off so I could fuck your mom or like $500 each? I know I'm saying, but like go F off. Yeah. They went in the car. (laughs) Oh the things that you see on your mom's phone, you like <laughs> literally need to I literally know what you, I was like, woo. And of course, I mean, we weren't, my sister and I weren't the sugar baby because we were too young. That was nice. Your mom took one for the team. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> at a day in the life, like I remember going to all the stores. Like, what did you buy? Clothes, bell bottoms, Jenkos, back when like, I mean, I'm older than you guys. So that shit was really cool. And oh, I felt like rich. Oh my god! Okay, so, so thanks, Michelle, for being a sugar baby. <laughs> thanks, Michelle. Okay, now, okay, so we got what you bought. Now I just need for my own, like, so I could imagine. Give me this guy's profile, like, in terms of like what what did he do for work? What did he look like? Was he hideous? Was he kind of good looking? How old was he? Yeah, he was not good looking. He was, I think, maybe like twenty eight or twenty nine at the time. When you, when you say not good looking, are you mean like, like, you say like pretty objectively, like, um, like I don't, I think that most people would agree he's not very good looking. <laughs> like that'd be Iowa, okay. Yeah, and he he was a larger guy, Beast. What from Beauty and the Beast? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but he, I don't remember exactly what he did. But he had gotten really lucky, like on an investment when he was pretty young. And so that's where he got all of his money. So it was like he didn't really work for his money. And so that's why he was just so freely, like throwing it out, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and he was young and dumb. Like, yeah. what 28 year old guy who isn't having sex, if they have money, like, yeah, of course they're going to want to go have sex without money. Um, yeah. Did that answer your question? Was that? Yeah, no, that's good. I wanted to know, like, because I, I could imagine it's also, like, because I know when we did the Dominatrix episode, it was like, oh, you'd imagine it to be, like, one specific person, but, like, a lot of it actually would be, like, these, like, successful, like, lawyers and doctors and um, who, like, but I guess that was, because I was, like, maybe, like, also 
those same people are like, well, I wanted to be controlling my situation as well. So I'm going to get a sugar baby, which I'm sure could happen. But mm-hmm. now that I think about it, when we did the dominatrix one, what we were exploring was like these people who were like so high power all the time were actually wanting to be like, I don't want to control everything anymore. I want someone yeah. else to be hired. So like that was like a different function. So I was wondering if it's like the same kind of um, behavior, people like or yeah i bet sometimes it is i'm sure i think that it's really a mix like after i met this guy i got on an app um when i stopped seeing this this man and i looked for others how did it end how did it end or why how and why become kind of like rude yeah yeah he started controlling me a little bit more and um part of it was i so my friend who introduced me he wanted to have a threesome with us. So we were like, all right, cool. Um, and then he only paid me and he didn't pay my friend. And it it was just like a really weird situation. We we're like, this is fucked up. You can't just do that. And so obviously, like, I split my money with the friend because like she's not gonna have sex with this guy for free. Um and we just kind of part ways from there because I didn't trust him anymore. I thought I was wondering, I was thinking, I was like, did you raise your prices too fast? And there was a race. <laughs> and that's what I thought that was my immediate go-to. But that makes sense. And I like that you're a loyal. Girls got to protect their girls. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. She brought me into this. She she was the one who got me set up with it. So I, hope it. Spread, I hope you spread the word that he had a tiny dick or something. He did. No, he like actually did. What? <laughs> <laughs> belly got in. Okay, <laughs> this is funny. There was this guy that I lived with, and again, why the fuck did I not get paid? But like for, I guess maybe I did because I got kind of free rent. But he was like super into like, uh, what is it like a uh, pain with your hand? I'm like scared of no, like pain, like nipple clamps, handcuffs, oh. like what is you media? wild child? But when and so I was like, well, this is kind of fun. But he had the smallest dick in the world. It couldn't even enter. Like, <laughs> oh my god, Casey! I know a micro penis. Yes, and I think that's why he liked to do all those other things to like distract from that issue. Like, wait, so you lived with him? This was like your partner? <laughs> no, don't even ask the people Casey's lived with. He's also t- <laughs> an ex-convict, convict shaman around like Costa Rica. He's a Buddhist monk. <laughs> He was like, I don't know if it was a convict. You said he was a convict. He might have been. I don't know. But yeah, I followed him around Costa Rica and slept on his floor. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So let's talk about pricing here. Okay. Engaging in this token economy. We have what? So this guy, I think I remember you telling me, you're like, no, because when I got on an app later, I realized I was getting paid really well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So this guy was paying me thousands and thousands of dollars every time I met him for just a couple hours. Um, even pictures, he would pay me like $500 for shoes and clothes to meet up, lot, like $800, you know? So I was just getting all this money rolling in every couple of days. And when it ended, I was like, I want more money. <laughs> I'm not done with that life. That was fun. That was an easy way to get money. And... I got on these apps and people are like, give you 300 bucks to have sex with me. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. Erasure's drain. Yeah. So no, no, it's not. You withdraw the reinforcer too quickly. Or like, oh, you faded away too fast. Yeah. 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 I think. It, yeah, and it wasn't appealing anymore. Like five thousand compared to three hundred is such a big deal, and I, yeah, it wasn't worth it at that point. Were you done with it? Um, a little. So I ended up meeting one other guy and he, he gave me a little money, but he mainly would buy me flights places and hotels. So I got a lot of free travel out of it. And that was when I was looking at grad programs. So I was like, all right, like I want to go out to Chicago, Chicago and look at this grad program. And so he like got me a really nice hotel and paid for me and my friend to fly out. And then next I went to Seattle. And so I like, I bargained my way and I was like, if you buy me four flights, I'll meet up with you. And I didn't even have sex with this guy ever. Um, But he, and he was based out of Chicago. So like pretty far away from me, I was in the Midwest. Um, And yeah, so I tried that for a little bit. And like, would he go with you to visit your colleges or like he'd send you a letter? No, he would, he would, he wasn't there. He would just pay for me and my friend to go. Once when I went to Chicago, he met me in the hotel there and like I had a drink with him and we hung out for maybe like 90 minutes. Like it was really minimal. Um, and I didn't feel bad because I wasn't getting a lot of cash, but I, I was having fun. I was traveling cause I wasn't someone that like, was he was less objectively like gross? Um, because I'm kind of thinking, I wonder though if these people are paying for sex cause they are not attractive and they can't get it for free. I doubt that's the only way. I mean, I'm sure that adds to it. But while we're picking up, my question is: You said you were a lesbian, mm-hmm. so you weren't attracted to them to begin with, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and this was out of time. So, like I said, I grew up religious, so I came out pretty late in life. Uh, my family wasn't supportive, and I was really, really scared to come out for a long time. So, I was having sex with men for like. I, I almost said for pleasure. It was never pleasurable. <laughs> like it was, it wasn't. But it never, I, never was. No, 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 no. It's not when you're gay. You don't like that. <laughs> well, I thought maybe I'm like maybe like if they're hitting the spot, like it might. But okay, no, yeah, makes sense. No. Thanks. It's not boobs. Yeah. Anyways, um, they they, they might have boobs. Well, man, boobs. Good one, Dad. Those aren't the good kind, Liat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I was already aware of my sexuality when I started doing sex work. And I feel like it made me feel even more empowered because, like, it really wasn't about that sexual pleasure for me at all. It was just about, like, doing what I needed to do to empower myself and pay my bills and... Bye, baby. Yeah. And it was honestly fun. Like, I felt like such a bad bitch. I would dress up in a tight little, like, dress with low-cut little necklines. And I know. I'm literally sitting here like, I really missed a really prime part of my life. You were, like, literally giving it away. I was doing all these things, but for free. Yeah. No, it's totally. I think that's nice and funny. That is. Is it too late? I'm wondering. I mean, I'm not, like, fit like I used to be, so I wouldn't be wearing those tight little dresses, but... 
maybe one day if I get desperate enough. Like, good thing your husband sounds in this podcast, I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, anyway, so I was in this group and it's been a minute, but like, I loved how these girls would write. Like, they were all essentially like behavior analysts, like understanding how to manipulate the behavior. They'd be like, like, first of all, they'd be like, they realized like SDs, like in different guys, not STDs, SDs. <laughs> um, <laughs> That were like, dude, if they are doing this, they most likely have more money and they're more serious. Like these are the things to look out for, for safety. Um, if he's saying like, they all ask for like their advice on like their specific situation. Um, and like, they talk about rates that you should be accepting mm -hmm. things that are versus not acceptable. Um, like the different things that were bought for them. And I was just like fascinated. I like went down a, rabbit hole and now i'm like upset because back then i had like real examples but well now we're talking to a real one right now, i so. know <laughs> and i was fascinated about like how like the the girls got to, this is essentially like another one of those like girl gang groups i just like it was cool how girls were like real seeing like similar patterns and able to like generalize it across to like whoever their sugar daddy was i have a question were you ever in a committed relationship while you were engaging in sugar baby behaviors? I wasn't, no. And it actually was kind of hard for me to start dating afterwards because people have this perception of sex workers that isn't always the best. And so I've had most of my girlfriends since then have been a little hesitant, honestly. I've got, most of the time, if I talk about my past, I get some weird reactions, like. Also that maybe you were with a guy and they, I know my cousin, and this is, could be totally off base, but my cousin is gay. And he says that because she had past been with men sometimes, or if she meets someone that had been with a man, they're more hesitant to be in a relationship with a female, like female on female. Mm -hmm. Because they're worried that they're not truly a lesbian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that too. Um, I, yeah, I agree. Some lesbians only want to date like true lesbians that haven't been with men. But, but that's isn't, there also, isn't there also the appeal on the other side sometimes of like this one, like this one was on one side and now I flipped them over to my side? Or is there no appeal in that? I mean, there could be. We never know. I don't know. I feel like that's more appealing for like men. Yeah, like I mean, one of my gay guy friends. They'd be like, "Dude, like that's probably, when, when you yeah, like yeah, yeah. find a guy who's like straight and like with a girlfriend, and then you like get them over to your side. You feel like you've literally had like a victory." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That might go into like phylogeny and like winning and selectionism. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling mighty. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. Does that still apply even in queer relationships? Because that's you're not reproducing there. So is phylogeny still at play? Well, I'm wondering phylogeny in terms of not necessarily about reproduction, if it would be, but and I don't know, I'm literally thinking a lot with you. I'm not saying an answer. But it's like the idea of like the primal instincts of like winning. Yeah. Uh, winning of like your partner 
I, I don't know. I'm thinking of like, I'm literally thinking of like lions prey, like, <laughs> uh, or not yeah, prey. You're going animalistic here. <laughs> get weird. Why not? If there's a place to get weird, it's here. <laughs> I don't know. I think like a lot of instincts are, I'm thinking back to the book, like why men love bitches. If anyone's read it, it's a great book. Um, but they talk about like a lot of the book when you like translate it into behavioral there she's not a behaviorist but when you translate it a lot of it is like men are hunters like they want to be the one like going after and because like that is which i don't know if that'd be like uh, on like ontogeny like they learn over time i don't know whatever but my brain's now going down a rabbit hole yeah well, going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> need to be a little more stoned for this conversation <laughs> Anyways, I think that like wrapping up, I want to know like, do you have regrets? Do you miss it? Would you do it again? Do you have student loans? Oh yeah, I do. Oh my gosh, I have so many student loans. Um, I don't regret it. I have no regrets. It was such an empowering time in my life. Um, I, I don't think I would do it again. So. I've talked, I talked a little bit about how my behavior is very contingency shaped. I need to contact the contingencies to like find out what I like, what I don't like. And so like, I kind of swung this pendulum and I always do this with everything. So for a while I was really abstinent on this side of the pendulum and not having sex at all. And then I became a sex worker, you know? So like very opposite sides. And now I'm at this happy medium where like, I just care about my pleasure. I care about my happiness. I don't regret anything, but I also don't think I would do it again. Um, at this right time, price, what if someone said ten thousand? Give me ten thousand dollars. I need a hundred grand to pay off these loans. <laughs> I, if someone did offer me that, I would tell my husband, like, this is a no-brainer. Like. Like absolutely one hundred. No, but they don't grand. offer you a hundred thousand. They offer you five thousand. No, but I'm saying if someone did offer me a hundred grand, okay, cool. If someone offered me, no, I'm serious though. You would too, right? No, you wouldn't. No. Wow, it's so it interesting. A million, Leah. I'm curious why. Yeah, why not? A hundred thousand dollars for you me. Got some pussy for that. <laughs> No, I'd probably like delegate out. Like I'd be like, okay, Casey will do it. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> like, Casey, give me. <laughs> Casey will do it for fifty, and, and I'll you get, get the 50. other fifty. <laughs> I'd probably be like the the brothel owner. <laughs> you would be the madam. Oh, no. madam. <laughs> no, why wouldn't I? Because um, is it more like religious values to you? Yeah, it's more like religious values to me. Like, I don't judge others who do. And I like obviously love hearing about it. And I'm like fascinated. Um, oh, my God. For me, that literally. And I would have to like tell my husband, there's just it's going to happen. If <laughs> There's just it's I'll change you, our life. I mean, I paid off my student loans. But also the MO isn't there for that. Mm, yeah. So I, I paid off my student loans. But if you said like doing it while I still had my student loans. You still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. I sex to me is something that I hold like sacred and it sounds like whatever like and I guess you know we square 
I'm a square. <laughs> I mean, I obviously like love talking about stuff and I love hearing it and I love like, like no part She's of me. She's all like, talk, all talk. Uh, no, I hear you. I no, but like, you. it's like. Also, her dad's listening to this podcast. So if she said yes right now, he would have like a freak attack. Ivan. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I really like I. I also. There's you're like a germaphobe. To, like, oh, first of all, I'm a germaphobe. Yeah, that that too. Like, like I will eat something off the floor. <laughs> I mean, that's the least of what you'll do. Like, yeah, I would do the five second rule too. Um, dying. But I'm trying to think. I think maybe that comes in with like the act stuff of like my like values are so strong on certain things, and like yeah. I actually am way more contingency shaped actually, which you is are. like interesting. And I'm more because like in life, like. I'd rather say sorry than ask for permission. Yeah, for sure. So, which is interesting because it's like, what is holding that back? And I, I, I like, it probably is like my religious, like, for sure, like that, like that values thing. Um, yeah, I think religion as a whole is just putting a lot of rule governed behaviors. My religious experience, I did grow up in like. I'd say, like, a pretty, I don't know how to, like, obviously operationally define this, but, like, pretty religious home, but very normal. Like, meaning she's never heard her parents have sex. Oh. No. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I'm saying by normal. That's not what I'm saying. I meant normal in terms of, like, they weren't, like, shielding us from the world and being, like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. So not straight. But, like, like. Like, I observed the Sabbath every week. It was like I had such a positive relationship with what I had, like, learned about God. And, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, to live in fear of being, like, you do this, you're going to go to hell. It was, like, and, like, as it, like, it made more, because that's, like, not my reason why I wouldn't do something. You know, it's just, like, uh, I, I don't know. And talking about it, I, I do think it's probably, like, my religious, like, like what I value as my value. I think that compass. you also believe so much in your God that like, I it's like those like values that you have with him. Like I don't have any relationship with anything higher. So it's like, I'm not worried that someone's like watching me or judging mm-hmm. me. You have different place in the world, like heaven or hell or whatever people believe. And in. bro, you've already like done it for free. So like why not get into it for money? <laughs> exactly. Casey's stories are whack. I think oh, we should have the stories. My aunt listened to this. We still have said a lot. I know. You know what? I'm an open book. Aunties. I'd probably just spill the tea with them too. I mean, this is when I was in college, like 15. I think ago. we do one episode where I just interview you. Like the <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and it was Casey. Let's talk about her spring break trips. Okay. Off <laughs> topic. PB and J. I think, Lucy, that you are a bad bitch. I think that... I'm happy that you were, like, able to come into your own power through this. I think that's yep. real. Yeah. And I... Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, like, poor girl, she had to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> bitch, I was in charge. I yeah. was getting paid the money. Um, exactly. And I even thought about it maybe about a month ago when I was transitioning from jobs because I passed my board exam and... I started my own therapy company um, and it took a while for Medicaid to start paying in, like to get approved as a Medicaid provider and then get all the clients approved. And so it was a really big process. And I was like, 
well, shit, I can't pay my rent right now. Like, I'm going to I'm going to get on this app again. And so it's always kind of been something that's in the back of my head as like a safety net. Like if I absolutely need to. Yeah. Like, why not? But that like just. And this is a, a, you know, whatever. When I have like nights where I'm like stressed out about like paying rent or student loans, like you're going to start using that as your security blanket. Just in my head. Yeah. Like there's a fallback plan. I'm Mm -hmm. a pretty okay looking female. You're hot bitch. Like, yeah, hot bitch. Like, you can get down. I can, I can pop my pussy. <laughs> yes, oh, Casey. Got it. That's right. Yeah, Dad. Oh no, that's what he I... cannot listen to. We need to put like limits on what he can listen to. Dude, it's yeah. fine. I'm not the one saying I'm doing that. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, but I see your dad now. I'm blushing like so hard. Oh, all right. So, Lucy, welcome to the other side. Now that you're a VCBA, you're a badass. And I love that you started your own company so young, like, and so green as a BCBA. You're and like, thanks for sharing with us, like, this with us because I guarantee people also- are going to resonate with this. If, I, like, yeah. yeah, thank you. Actually, I would like to say just why I'm choosing to come on here anonymously. And yeah. it's not because I have any shame around this, it's not. Yeah, there's no shame or fear, um, but it really is because I have my own company. I have a really unique name, and I am not wanting like my name and then like Sugar Baby Podcast to be the first thing someone sees when they Google me, is especially any, like people any, that are coming. Is anyone does? And did your parents know you were doing this? Um, I did tell my mom. Yeah, I didn't tell my dad. You discriminate. Who's better to tell? See. Yeah, my mom was kind of proud of me. <laughs> she was like, "You're making that money." Get <laughs> <laughs> it, girl. Love it. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on and sharing it. And I don't think it takes away anything that it's an anonymous Lucy podcast. I think it's even cooler. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Finally, I'm glad we got to do this. It's been a while since we met you. I'm happy you did our beta group and we slayed the exam. Yes, much Lucy rock. Thank you. All right. So that brings us to the end of today's Sugar Baby episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it and found it interesting. And maybe you'll go join some Facebook groups too to see what it's all about. But with that, you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You can go to our website, behaviorbitches.com. You can leave us a comment. You can send us a message. Tell us how much you love us. You could tell us that you want to be a guest, that you have an interesting topic. Um, And wherever you listen to us, we appreciate it. But if you do listen on the Apple podcast app, please leave us a five-star review so that we can read it on the show because the day when we no longer have reviews, we'll no longer be able to do the show because we live for the review. (laughs) So with that, That's all we have for you. As always, love ya. Mean it. This show was produced by Pretty Easy Podcasts and made possible by listeners like you. If you ever thought of doing your own podcast, please visit prettyeasypodcasts.com.